We're all running around every day, working, working, but do we have a higher purpose? This is episode 78. Pull that off. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. Hello. Hey, partner. So, um... Howdy, partner. It's November, and you were just saying about how November makes you think... Yeah, so... What, what else is new? You just love being in your cave, reading your books. Well, as I said, I actually haven't been doing that much reading, believe it or not, which is oh. always uh, an interesting kind of thing for me when I, when, I, when I haven't done a lot of reading. And I've been doing a lot of thinking, though, but not a lot of, not a lot of reading, necessarily. And as I was saying to you just before we started rolling the tape... Um, Normally when it gets to about this sort of November time frame, I start to, one, reflect on the year and how it's been going, like whatever goals and stuff that I kind of set out to do. But then I, because I like to have, by the time we go into Christmas, I kind of like to have my next year sort of set. So in my thinking about how this year is going and kind of thinking a little bit towards next year, um, it's made me think about all of the different side hustles that I have on. So all these different things that I'm, I'm doing, projects that I have, and it was making me think, well, how are they all kind of tied in? How are they related? And that sprung board into this idea of a higher purpose. So as I'm examining them, I'm thinking, well, what's the criteria for them? So, Because some of them on the surface seem to be that they're taking me in different directions. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I'm in one mode, and then I'm in another mode, and then it's pulling me in different ways. So if you remember that... Uh, the Stretch Armstrong doll, which you might you might have been playing with Barbies. I don't know. Did you play with Barbies when you were a kid? I did. Okay. So I had the Stretch Armstrong doll, and he was rubber-like, so you could pull him and stretch his limbs. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, like so, Gumby. Yeah, like Gumby. So um, that's kind of how some of my projects are. It's like pulling me in different directions. So I was thinking, is there a aim or some higher purpose that all of those things then serve that would then give me more laser focus so yeah like you would know yeah. why you were doing these yeah, things and I, yeah and i was going to use the word justify but i don't know if that's the right word to say to justify but i think it would unify maybe that's the better word it would unify them if all those things serve the higher purpose yep and then and then of those things ones that didn't serve the higher purpose would be the stuff that you could put on a plate and put aside and yeah you yeah know, yeah i see what do. you're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so my question out of all of this is, is there such thing as a higher purpose? Because I know we've covered what's my life purpose or what my purpose is, and we kind of we erred on the side of... Um, it's a perennial question, though, isn't it? Yeah, and we kinda, I think we've, we kind of took the stance in an earlier uh, podcast that, you know, there's a practical purpose. You know, you got to get up, provide food, yeah, that kind of practicality yeah. to it. Um, and so, I'm, yeah, that's my question. That's the thing I'm, I'm kind of seeking or thinking is, yeah, what is the, is there an ultimate purpose, I guess? Yeah, you know, um, I was just thinking about all the different ways that you can sort of think about that. Because for some reason, I started thinking about service. And, and I spent all, like, last night looking at all kinds of Mother Teresa stuff, which was totally random. But um, 
Yeah, it, you know, it was, it was just interesting to think. Like, there are some people who feel like the purpose in your life is to serve others. So mm. she sort of embodied that. So I was just thinking sort of what are the different strands that we can, um, you know, pick out and think like maybe everyone has one that dominates, but maybe if we pick out all the strands, we can also think about things in terms of, yeah, service is, is part of it. And where do I serve? And, you know, so, so the things that sort of came to my mind were, or the, the interpretations of what is my purpose would be to serve others. Some people feel like they need to make a mark on the world, and that's sort of in the realm of, like, progressing humanity towards whatever thing they value, I guess. Yeah. Um, some people are really into searching for truth, and I think that kind of goes in, in either a spiritual truth or a sort of scientific truth. Um, happiness is a big thing yeah. as well. So what's the purpose? Your, your sort of deeper purpose is just to find happiness. And then there's that thing that says just be. Yeah. Just and and I, I, I sort of put down to be... And there are people that will say, you don't have a higher purpose. And I kind of wonder whether those two are, are potentially the same, that there is no higher purpose and to be is the higher purpose. Does that, is that the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, no. But th those are sort of the categories that came into my head. I, th I think that's because um, you reminded me of a book that I read. It was called What's It About? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember the philosopher's name, but we can link it in the show notes. And he kind of identifies seven um, strands, and I think you've hit around most of them. So yeah, so this idea about altruism and a life of service uh, being one. Um, this idea about achievement. So it's all about what's the highest mountain that I can climb. How far can I go? I mean, is it is it something that Tony Robbins says that we're happiest when we're progressing? That that it's like a basic human. Kind of I, think need that, to I think that was only the that's only one aspect. So some yeah, people yeah, are ha yeah. happiest when they're progressing or they're achieving other. Yep. Um, or as you say, you know, it could be that it's just I'm happy when I'm serving others. Yep. Um, the scientific bit, the idea about knowing things, knowing how things work. I think some people are maybe driven by that. So I think there's a number of different strands, and maybe the idea is to work out. And I'm trying to find a. Um, something that I wrote ages and ages ago. I'll see if I can pull it up. Um, but it kind of outlined. It's the book that I have here. There's a, it's, a, it's a layman's version of this book by um, Charles W. Morris, which is The Path uh, of Life, so pre preface to a world religion. So basically, same sort of concept that we're talking here. He's looking at um, the different paths of like, like Buddhism and the quest and um, the Dionysian path. He talks about which is about happiness and yeah 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 and there's the Prometheus path path that's the kind of the scientific one um, there's this idea of the sort of Apollo Christ Muhammad path um, I don't know how to pronounce that path <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> so let's so, just yeah, move on path, yeah yeah so um, and I'll as we're talking I'll try and find the the other one because I think it's a good impact in fact. 
it's a nice uh, questionnaire that we could put on mm. the website because what it asks you to do in this exercise as you're starting to think through these things is what would you what, what would you where would you most see your overall aim where does yeah, it sort yeah, of fit yeah. one of these categories um, yeah. but like you said I think there's there's always a danger of when you do things like that to say I'm this and only that yeah. we're in actuality we're probably a makeup of all of those yeah well that, that's sort of what I thought is that actually maybe we need to think about these as categories where we address what we think our purpose is within each of the categories rather than having sort of one higher purpose but I mean again this is sort of something I suppose that's driven by our values and it, my whole kind of thinking about this is actually really colored by the book I've been reading this week, um, which I'll tell you about in a sec. But basically, it may, it, the other question that really comes to my mind is why some people feel a real sense of a higher purpose and others don't. Because there's some people that really feel like, you know, people that become doctors always feel like, often feel, I mean, like they were meant to be doctors and that they're called you know you have that that idea of being called to serve or called into something and so i don't know i just because that that kind of lead to this this idea about you know people saying like you know like god has a purpose or plan for you all i mean maybe i don't know i mean that's not something i but so because so when i guess whenever you and stuff that you read and you go down that track. So then the, the natural question is, if there is this calling, who is the, where did that calling come from? Yeah. Does it just spring out of nowhere or is it... Or does it come from you? Does it come from... Something about you or something? I don't know. Yeah. It, just, it just struck me because the... So the book I've been reading this week is um, called A Woman, at, Woman in the Cave. And it's about... Um, this woman who... Yeah, I thought only the, men go into their caves. No. Well, <laughs> yes, indeed they do. So this is the one woman. All right. <laughs> so incredibly rare example of a woman in the 60s who goes and becomes the first Tibetan Buddhist nun. And she ends up spending 12 years in a cave up in the mountains in the very, very north of India on the border of Tibet. Um, and so the woman who wrote the book about her you know, it's an interview book, but it's, right. a, it's a great, it's a really interesting reading. But, um, you know, you really get the sense from her that this was something that she was listening to a voice inside of her or a sort of her truth, you could say. And that that is, that was what she felt she was meant to do. Right. You know, like she had moments of thinking, uh, I don't know, this is a big, scary sacrifice into the unknown. But once she was sort of on the path, she was really happy. And she didn't seem like she questioned whether she should have done something else. And I think, you know, there. so you hear about these people and then other people who just are sort of like, I don't know what my higher purpose is. I don't have. And so why is that? Why do some people have that strong sense and others don't? Yeah, and so and I, sometimes I have issues with that in the sense that I think sometimes in the self-help community they play on that. Wait, so wait a minute, so what you have issues with what? With this idea of a higher purpose and calling in the way that you just phrase it. So some people know what theirs is and they're pursuing it and they're doing it and then there's others that don't know what it is 
And the part that I have issues with is I think sometimes the self-development community preys mm. on that that says we all have a purpose. You don't know what yours is. That's why you're feeling lost and all that. And then let me show you how you can find your higher right. purpose. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that gets, that's, that's one of my criticisms of the self-help mm-hmm. sort of movement mm-hmm. in that aspect. Um, and yeah, and as to why some people know from very on what their high purpose is, I don't know. I mean, if if I took the everybody's born with a purpose. So I was just thinking that one book that I turned you on to, was it that that one? Anyway, the concept being that we all have this purpose and your life, your purpose of your life then is discovering what, so you got to go through the journey to discover what that purpose is and then fulfill it. That's why you've been born and that's why okay, you're here to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and so that is, and maybe some people figure that out sooner than others and then there's an adjunct to that that says you already know what it is because you knew it from birth and but through socialization through the kind of people you hung out mm. with you've forgotten or you buried it so part of your journey is to uncover it uncover and, yeah, shed yeah. all the stuff that you've gathered the baggage and re-tap back into it um so yeah so i think it's a, a strange thing isn't it a, it's a, and and but and there's a Sometimes there seems to be a yearning for it in the sense that, in fact, I was just talking to someone uh, last week. We were having a conversation and they were having this sort of, not dilemma, but this this kind of thing. So what am, what, I've been doing all this stuff and they're, you know, they're successful at what they're doing. So it's that age old kind of question of I'm doing all this, successful at what am I doing, but what's the point? Where does it fit in? How does it, and so they, they want to, they feel like they need to be doing something that has more meaning, I guess. There was this great article, uh, I'm not going to be able to find it, um, by Leo Tolstoy that I was reading last night as well. It's, it's an article that he wrote called like On Death and Questions or something. Anyway, and basically he has this thing where he comes to a point and he describes coming to the point in his life where he is happy, successful, And then all of a sudden, he describes this sort of break, like this moment in time in which he sort of almost, it seems like he's he's describing some idea of like stepping back from himself a little bit and, or becoming sort of a bit more aware of something. And there's this question, what then? Why why and what then? And so he, the way, the art, the... The article that he writes, or the essay that he writes, is so interesting because there's such a passion behind the pain of that, those questions, those, that feeling of like, I've done all this stuff, I've written all this stuff, I've learned all this stuff about life and portrayed it in my books, so what, like, why have I done it, and what then? Yeah. What next, what, what then? So, and you know, he said, it, there's, it's just, when you read some of this stuff, it just you, there's such an affinity with like the human condition, I think, because you know he says something like, "It seems so simple, almost juvenile, and yet it I'm convinced that it is profound and of utmost importance. And you know, I, like when, when he's writing all that, I, like, I'm like, I know that. I'm, I feel you and I am right there because I have had those moments so often in my life of yeah. just so yeah I, I don't know I suppose what you're saying but like that feeling of feeling like you should know something yeah, and you that, don't that it it, should, it, there is a pain there that it should um, that yeah your life should 
equals something other than perhaps what it it seems the to be. The production of it. Yeah, of the production or, or the things that I'm doing. Does it have a point? Does it serve a higher purpose? Does it, so how does it, how, I guess it's that meaning thing. So how does my life have meaning other than the fact that I'm just breathing? Or am I here just to suck up oxygen for however long I suck up oxygen for? Or can I do, is there some other good that I could do with the time that I'm kind of here? So, yeah. yeah, I think it's that, it's that, um, it's that significance piece that maybe people are missing. So even like they say in the workplace that, um, that people naturally think, bosses and stuff naturally think that it's, you know, the motivation is about money. But through some studies, and you can Google this, that actually money comes like number four or five on that list. And it's more about is the thing that I'm doing, what's the significance, does it have value, the, the work that I'm, that I'm doing? Well, I think that and praise was, are like in the sort of top, sort of top two, top three. Yeah, interesting. Um, and so it's, you know, if you can create the condition where people feel like what they're doing has meaning beyond yeah. just that immediate, then they're a lot more sort of satisfied mm. and um, happy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the break with this Kohlberg stages of moral development because this is going to link in, I have found that list that I was talking about. So this links into um, this list. Is this of, that book, What's It About? No, this is another, this is one of these, this is an e-book that I found like maybe 15 years ago okay. in the beginning of the whole sort of internet kind of 15, 10 years, so long time. I've had this thing yeah, yeah. forever. And I, and I always come back to it because basically it's, a, it's called it's about writing your own philosophy of life is what this ebook is. But there's no author. Um, I think the person that, that wrote it just put it out there as a public domain thing. So there's no author to the thing as well. But I'm always coming back to it and it's got some great stuff in it. Um, but part of it uh, he's examining as you're going through your different life stages. Um, you've got to go through this moral development. So I'll just lay these out here and then I'll talk about the way of li- ways of life that are attached to this book, the Charles Morris book, yeah. which is where this also comes from. So um, basically he's saying you've got your sort of stage one where you respect, this is like as you're growing up, so respect for power and punishment if we're talking about where your life fits in and what you're doing. So from the ages of one through five, your focus, your attention is on the respect for power um, and punishment. Then you move into looking out for number one. So when you are between ages of the five and 10, you tend to have, it's self-serving, so it tends to be about you. Then there's stage three about being a good boy or nice girl, which is ages eight to 16, um, where you're starting to shift from pleasing themselves to, and, and to pleasing important others like parents, teachers, friends. So you want to seek their approval. So the things that you're doing um, is in line with that. Stage four is about law and order thinking. So by the time you're sort of 16 or older, you start to internalize society's rules about how to behave and how to be within the society. Stage five is justice through democracy. So people at this stage um, are looking to serve laws and social customs. And then the last stage, which is kind of where we're getting at now, is deciding on your basic more principles by which you're going to live your life by and relate to everyone sort of fairly. So 
if you what age is that um this I, i'm assuming is sometime after your sort of <laughs> well this is it our age but i think this is where it gets to like you you're going to be in one of those stages so try and figure out where you are in that stage and the final stage is this uh the the, the sort of um, decided on the sort of basic principles of life. In fact, he says... I think you're still uh, struggling with power and... I'm struggling with power. Me? Yeah, power, <laughs> respect for power. <laughs> yeah, so, saying, so he's saying that the, these rare, these rather rare people have considered many values and have decided on the philosophy of life. So I guess it's a smaller percentage of people who have moved into this sort of stage six aspect. But I'm going to leave that for the break and then when we come back, because that links through to talking about these guiding principles of your preferred way of life and hopefully we can leave these on the website as a part of this so you can do this exercise yourself but let's take a quick break because it sounds like our boy in the kitchen there is uh, jamming with his, his dishes <laughs> as always I love it the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was created to carve out space for contemplation in the middle of our busy week. Inspired by the very ancient idea that wisdom and principles of conscious living can be found through conversation, Clay and I started meeting over coffee at the Havana Cafe. From these meetings, the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was born, and as an independent podcast, it is supported by listeners like you. Here's how you can help us support the show and continue taking time to explore the big questions in our lives. First and most importantly, you can share the podcast with friends on Facebook, Instagram, or old school, like talking to your friends. Haha. <laughs> Leave a review for us on iTunes, or you can support the show for as little as a couple of pounds or dollars a month. That's less than the coffee you are drinking right now while listening to this show by going to havanacafesessions.co.uk and hitting that contribute button. Hope you're enjoying this episode, and thanks again for listening. Okay, so we're talking about higher purposes where we're, where yeah. we're at and the things that kind of link to it, and whether, whether we have a higher purpose, and some people seem to have this higher purpose or, or focus on, and some of us still seem to be lingering around. I'm looking for it. But this um, there's two parts to this aspect. So there is a, there's this concept, and this is from the, the path of life and uh, that Charles Morrison aspect. This is a, I don't want to, it's a, it's a not so complex version of right, this. Right, right, yeah. okay. Um, and there's, there's two tables to this. So it's my preferred way to live is one, and then uh, it's like 10 ways, and this is kind of where you were hitting at a little bit earlier, thinking like about serving what, yeah, and, the serving, yeah. that kind of thing. But then there's also the second part of that is what life goals do you want to achieve? And in this exercise, it would be um, you kind of go through, agree, mix, disagree in terms of when you heard the statement, mm -hmm. and then you kind of eliminate the ones you disagree with, and then put the ones together to finally come up one that you think like we said we might have yep. all of them but there's yep. one that really really drives you and pushes you yep. and then the, the what is your goal of life is kind of focus on the achievement but, but so this ways of, of, of living there's first way is to cautiously and, and have a I guess reflect on it as I'm reading it and see which one sort of jumps out at you so way number one Cautiously and intelligently preserve the best of our culture in order to develop an orderly and active, just world. 
Way number two, be sufficient, be self-sufficient, go it alone, avoid close social ties. Way number three, be loving, sympathetic, concerned, respectful, and helpful with others, not greedy or controlling or aggressive. Way number four, have fun without getting too involved with others. You can't control the world, so enjoy life, for tomorrow you may die. To enjoy, to fully enjoy life, think of number one first, let yourself go. Way number five, get involved with others for fun and achieving common goals. Give of yourself to others to make this the good life. Don't withdraw or be self-centered. Way number six, work hard to solve the problems we face. Don't follow the past or merely dream of the future. Do something so science can solve many of our problems. Way number seven, accept all philosophies, not just one. Fun, action, and contemplation in equal proportions is the best way to live. Way number eight, enjoy the simple, available, daily pleasures of home, relaxation, and friends. Way number nine, stop seeking, be receptive, then wisdom and the good things of life will come freely. So just three, four more of these. Way number 10, constantly seek self-control, firmly directed by reason and high ideas. Guard against seduction by comfort, selfish impulses, and the urge to cop out. Way number 11, the internal world of ideas, dreams, sensitivity, and self-knowledge is a better place to live than in, than in the external world. Way number 12, Use all of one's energy to build something, to overcome obstacles, to climb a mountain because it's there. Use all the power you have. And finally, way number 13, let yourself be quietly and serenely used by others, by the world, and by the great powers that be, for their purposes are good. Let the true purposes of life be fulfilled. And that's adapted from Morris's Paths of Life. Right, okay. Did any one of those jump out at you? Um, yeah, a few. Like, you know, what, what occurred to me sort of in, when you're reading this is that there's, there's sort of our, our preferred way of being. And then there's, you know, which I, for me, I would see as also habitual way of being. Yeah. Which can also be an unconscious way of being. So we're wrapped up in you know, all the stories that we've made about ourselves and who we are and what we like and what annoys us. And, and then there's sort of an idealized us or, you know, in the Buddhist uh, thing, it might be like your Buddha nature, which is your sort of true inner self. Or, you know, there's, there's all kinds of depictions of what this might be. But, you know, I kind of wonder whether that's what a higher purpose is is some there's an aspirational element to it I guess is what I mean yeah. it's like it's not only what we habitually do or what we're most comfortable with doing but what we also aspire to be even if sometimes we fail yes. do you know what I mean? yeah and, and, and this ebook that's exactly what this whole thing is about it's about having these guided principles I guess the answer that's it that's yes. the answer so the answer is exactly that it's aspirational you have it as a guide and I guess this is what I'm, the start of this is what I'm after as well. So what's the guide? Because all the things that you're doing, mm -hmm. how does it move you towards this aspirational place that you want to exhibit? 
And yes, sometimes you're going to be moving in an opposite direction to it, or you're going to fall down, or but you can always look back up and say, that's the direction that I want to head. And overall, yeah. aspirationally, that's where I would like to be. So yeah. you, can, you can almost self-correct or course-correct as you're, as you're kind of going along and life's throwing its curveballs and things at you and, yeah. you know, yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I mean, just as an example, there was the, the comment to your question online yeah. that basically, you know, so her aspiration was about a community of, of equality, basically. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, I, I feel like that is, the, is something core about higher purpose is we're not there yet and there's something to work for. Even when that's just the purpose is to be, often that's our higher purpose because we find that in life we're not only just being. We're getting wrapped up in stuff again and we are kind of continually having to pull ourselves back into just be yeah so yeah anyway no that's cool um if i then just go through this list so this the second part of that exercise is to rank these ones um in terms of what life goals that you want to achieve and again, this is again this. You're totally in your November mode. Am I? Okay. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. This is like, this is one of the things that we're so similar in is like gearing up for New Year. And yeah, like, absolutely. you know me, I, like, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for more than, you know, a few months, then and you were there for last New Year's, you'll get on board with our New Year's resolutions thing that we'll, we'll gear up for. for but, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, keep going. Sorry, I just had to sort of go, yay. This yeah, is like... that's it. So this one is, um, this is about the way, what life goals do you want to achieve? And the ranking system is important to you. So it's like, you know, what's higher or lesser, I guess, is that, or you should rank these in numerical order, I suppose. Uh, the first one is values or purposes. You can look at it this way. So world, a world at peace, so free of, of war and conflict. The second one, freedom, independence, free choice. Number three, equality, so brotherhood and equal opportunity for all, which sounds like the mm-hmm. one that uh, Amy had in the comments. Uh, number four is happiness, so contentedness. Number five, an exciting life, so a stimulating and active life. I think I've been in there at one point in time in my life, which is full of adrenaline and all that. Number six, wisdom, a mature understanding of life. Number seven, a comfortable life, so you want to be prosperous. Number eight, self-respect, which breaks down to self-esteem, feeling good about yourself. Number nine, salvation, so religiously saved, eternal life. Number 10, mature love, so sexual and spiritual intimacy. Number 11, social recognition, so respect Mm -hmm. and admiration. Mm Number 12, a sense of accomplishment. I've made a lasting contribution. That's a, usually a big one with me, is that one. Uh, number 13, national security, so protection from attack. Number 14, true friendship, so close companionship. Number 15, a world of beauty, so beauty of nature and the arts. Number 16 is inner harmony, so freedom from inner conflict. And a number 17, pleasure an enjoyable, leisurely life. And then the final one, 
is family security, so taking care of loved ones. Yeah. And that's adapt, adapted from a book called The Nature of Human Values hmm. uh, by yeah. Rokic. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so um, again, if, as, as you're listening to that and you want to play it back, it's an idea of going through that and, and maybe write them down on a sheet of paper and sort of rank them. And then again, just like in the first exercise, you kind of want to whittle it down to, to those last three and then really do some deep thinking to see which one of those truly resonates with you. And again, taking your point earlier, it's not that you give up on all those, you would never have any of the other aspects of any of the other ones that you listed. It's just that those would take lower priority and you could then focus your energy on that thing that really sort of drives you, that's serving this sort of higher aspirational purpose. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, because yeah, I think that's true. I think even if you're doing a few different things, as long as there's some kind of integration on a deeper level, then it all makes sense to you, even if on the outside it's a bunch of different stuff yeah which is how I feel like my life is at the moment but you know it can also be the case where you're doing something and you don't know why but you just it's not satisfying and actually doing this ranking on your values it might become really apparent once you sort of bring into consciousness from a subconscious level what your values are and what you really believe in if you then find that actually what you're doing in most of the rest of your life does not serve those values, then you kind it's of got your answer. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You got your answer. It's time but, but, to you know, make a change. It, it's so funny how sometimes things become so obvious, but for so long they're not obvious to you. So you know, I think doing these things, you know, in the same way that coming back to the same question sometimes yeah, is, yeah. is just so important. Because we change, don't we? Change yeah, over yeah. time, and you kind of you get and you get and, lost again. Yeah. You sort of get dragged off in different directions. Different people have different agendas for you, and or different stuff comes up that actually has to be on the A list. Yeah, you know, and you have to kind of get through, even though that's maybe not your individual priority. So, you know, I do think that's that's important. I mean, you know, in the, in in talking about all this. This is sort of the reason I wrote my first book, The Boatman, because basically all of the different characters, all, there's about four main characters. There's one kind of main, main one, and then three others. They all have sort of, or represent sort of different ways of searching for meaning or purpose and sort of different ways of seeing their higher purpose. So the, the main character, which is a bit like you, is wants to make a difference, wants to make a mark in the world. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be about her, that people know it was her, but she needs to feel like what she has done has changed something. Just you didn't know? waste time. Didn't come here yeah. and do nothing. <laughs> that's right, exactly. So that's her sort resources. of mentality. <laughs> and so that sort of, because that is what drives her, that takes her off in a certain trajectory. Whereas others, like there's another sort of just be character that gets a bit lost and has to kind of, return to understanding why being is okay as a purpose yeah um and and another one who's much more into sort of status which is actually quite different you know which is about the me it's like people it doesn't really matter what i've done it matters what people think about me that hopefully will live on or that you know so yeah i don't know you know that that sort of search it, 
it's been on my mind for a long time how differently we all go about it. And, you know, some of it's sort of about our values and, and the fact is that it's sort of fine for us to have different values. But I do think that certain paths, you know, lead to inevitable crisis points, which is sort of what happens in the book. It's like each path that you take has a certain crisis point that you have to resolve in yourself about, you know, whether it's the transitoriness yeah. of your work or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, yeah. And this I don't is know. what made Shakespeare's plays so great because mm. he addressed these kind of things, wasn't it? And, and exactly as you described it right there, it's like, what are the values? And then they're gonna, you're gonna have tensions between your different values. And then at some point, you have that sort of crisis point which tests. Your Are you comparing me to Shakespeare? No. Come on. <laughs> Please, uh, once in our life. We live so close. Maybe uh, some of his spirit has maybe. rubbed off on them. Not at all. I'll throw this one out here then, since we just talked about values and traits, and we talked about identity last um, last week, and this is the final part of this, this, this path of life. Um, and it's, again, if you're thinking about your sort of ranking... So self-controlled, thinks first, restrained, and, and, and in the way that you're talking about here. So if you start to think about what your values are, and I do this exercise as a part of some of the training that I do, and I get people to list out what their core values are. And you're not, they're not, sometimes they work in harmony, but sometimes your core values can be in conflict, and it's in those crisis points that you're talking about there. Yeah, when your yeah. core values are in, are in conflict with each other, then how do you work those out? Um, but just a, a quick list of these. So there's self-control, so think first, restrained, self-discipline. Uh, number two, honest, so being sincere, truthful, disclosing. Number three, loving, as in affectionate, tender, or caring. Number four, ambitious. Maybe I've seen that and I thought about Macbeth. Hardworking and inspiring. Number five, cheerful, so lighthearted and joyful. Number six, responsible, so very dependable and reliable. Number seven, independent, which is kind of where I fall out here, and is self-reliant and self-sufficient. Uh, Broad-minded is number eight, open-minded, able to see other viewpoints. Number nine, being polite, courteous, well-mannered. Number 10, forgiving, willing to pardon others. Number 11, intellectual, so intelligent, reflective, knowledgeable. Number 12, helpful, so working for the welfare of others. Number 13, obedient, so being dutiful and respectful. Number 14 is capable, so competent, effective, skillful. And number 15 is logical, so consistent, rational, aware of reality. And I just thought of two different people for number 14 and 15. I'm thinking, yes, <laughs> that really drives in. Number 16 is courageous, so standing up for your beliefs. Um, and then number 17 is imaginative, so being daring and creative. And the final one, and that was clean, being neat and tidy. And that's in the right place in my list because the, that number 18 would be right, number 20 for me because I'm the furthest from neat and tidy. Yeah, I've um, seen your, I've seen your, uh, you've seen the swamp, swamp now. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason it's called the swamp. Yeah. You know, I'm from Florida. I fell right at home. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, um, again, if you, you know, if you rewind this and listen back through it, then you could go through those three exercises and the outputs of all of this would be towards helping you to write what your own sort of philosophy of life is that maybe this this higher purpose aspirational guiding principles that yeah. then makes everything that you're doing that you it gives it a context it gives it gives it a focus gives you a way of 
saying, does what I'm doing currently right now move me towards that, or is it taking me away? And then that facilitates yeah, the yeah, right I like kind it. of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So good. God, we got some good stuff coming up for the new year. Oh, yes. I was thinking we can do like our like spirit animals again because you know me last year. Yes. Got so I've, I have an animal every year that I have, have to be. We can do that. Got There's on, lots yeah. of stuff coming up, so We've got our don't get too. Uh, as well as in what year? Like mine, yep. I think for this year was movement. That's right. No, you all, had three. I did. The movement's the yep. big one, and yep. I've got one already for next year that all I right. thought of. Keep on it. Keep it secret. The way driving here, it came to me. I was like, yeah, that's it. That's going to be next cool. year's focus. Okay, so I think yeah. that's a good place to, to sort of end and yeah, grab another Yeah, so don't get sad by the darkening days. Don't get there's sad by the darkening days. There's a and, exciting and light at the end of the don't get crazy for Black Friday. Will this, will this oh, well. come, is, when is Black Friday? It's soon. Is this Friday? Well, it's permeated no, across Friday, the... next Friday, isn't it? Yeah, next Friday. Next Friday. So yeah, so don't get all crazy. So when you're listening to this, Take a pause, because you'll be coming up to Black Friday. <laughs> Take a breath. And don't go getting all wrapped yeah, up in it. Yeah, the yogi in me says, yes, breathe, breathe through it. But you yeah. know, they're moving it onto online as well now, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. you got our Amazon's already sent it. But it's, but it's that thing, it's consume and you will be happy. Yes, consume. Forget about all the values that we spent the last 40 minutes talking about. We're, just we're just cons- buy some stuff and you'll be fine. We're society, man. That's, what we, that's our purpose now. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there, because <laughs> you're going to go off. Okay, we'll see you guys next time. This episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is brought to you by people just like you, wonderful listeners. So thank you very much. If you have a spare second and you want to click over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review or just some stars, that really helps us out a lot and helps other people find us who might enjoy the show. And if you would like to contribute to the show, then you can contribute as little as a pound an episode or less than a coffee an episode. Um, If you head over to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and click on the contribute button, you'll find all kinds of different ways that you can help us out. Thank you so much if you have already contributed in some way or if you're thinking about contributing and really even just telling other people who you think might enjoy the podcast or um, joining in the conversation is very, very helpful. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sarah Hunt, and on behalf of Clay Lowe, goodbye, and we'll see you next week.